You are listening to a sermon from Gateway Foursquare Church in Campbell River, BC. We are so glad that you joined us today and trust that the Lord will speak a word directly to you as you listen. To learn more about Gateway, find out what's happening, or to give a gift online, check us out at www.gatewayfoursquare.ca. You are welcome to join us in person each week at 9 and 11 a.m. Now get ready. Here is this week's message. Uh, we're going to be talking about the authority of the believer. Amen. You probably uh, will be saying why we're not talking about the resurrection and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But we're going to talk about what happened because of the resurrection and the death and the death of Jesus Christ because he did something for us in the cross <clears throat> you and I we are uh, <clears throat> we're about to see one of the greatest movement of God that we have ever seen the, the Bible promises us the former and the latter reign together and God is preparing you and I for this great movement of God because God uh, as I believe myself, this is my belief. I think this is the last generation. I think many one of you will not see that, will see the coming of the Lord. If you see what's going on around the world and you study a little bit about Bible prophecy, you will realize that we are very close. Amen. So God is preparing us for uh, a great movement of God, a, a great uh, outpouring of Holy, the Holy Spirit. Uh, what we call it, a great revival. Uh, you're not here in this planet yet to survive. Amen. You are here to, as a messenger of God, to fulfill the calling of God, to do what God had called you to do. Amen. And uh, so the, the, the real message that I have for you today is to make you realize that you are somebody. Because a lot of the time, we, the church, we don't know who we are, and we are all the time in the losing side because we don't know who we really are. But the Bible tells us who we are, and as I said, we're not going to be talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, but we're going to be talking about what we are gaining ourselves by him going to the cross. So I, I have only one page of note but don't think that I'm going to preach less than an hour because we have only, <laughs> only one sheet here. So I know that some of you are going to get hungry, but you, your, your chicken can wait. And uh, we also we need a spiritual food as we need uh, uh, physical food. So we're going to start with Ephesians 6.12. And I believe that overhead is going to be a little bit different than what I have here, but we will understand. Ephesians 6.12 is talking about then, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, that's one, against power, that's two, against rulers of darkness of this world, that's three, and against spiritual weakness in high places, that's four. So here we see that Satan has four different uh, offices or, or um, um, different group of people. But there is another one which is people, like you and I. There is people in this world and uh, they can do very evil by the influence of demons. But there is people also in this world like you and I that we can do great things because the Holy Spirit lives in us. Amen. And uh, 
And God also has five divisions, which is uh, seraphim, cherubim, archangels, angels, and you and I. And don't believe them because you and I, uh, we are the lowest of the least. We don't know, we don't realize how much power you and I we have. And when we realize the power we have, we are going to be walking and fulfilling the calling of God in a way that we have never done it before. We are living today in a fear world. No matter what news you see, no matter what channel of TV or newspaper you read, the news are always bad. Even the weather sometimes doesn't get good. So, so uh, but the Bible said, and uh, the, the sad thing is that a lot of Christians, that they know the Lord, they are living in fear. And that should not be, that's not what God commands us to, to do or to be. And uh, so we are supposed to walk by faith. And, and the only way that you can act by faith and do by faith is that you open your mouth. You cannot just live by faith but with your mouth closed. You have to declare the sins of God, the, the Lord. You have to, desire, uh, to decree what the word of God say. And uh, so we need to open our, our uh, mouth uh, to activate our faith. I like when I had notes. I never know where I am with my notes. <laughs> I don't know if that happened to everybody, but uh, I have no idea where I am. And uh, so uh, the persecution and things are going to get worse in this world. But the Bible says that the darkest is get outside, the brighter is going to be for us. Because we are about to see, as I said, one of the greatest movements of God that you have ever seen. When that movement of God come, you're going to realize that I had no clue that it's going to be this way. Because it's going to be so so big that you're not going to be able to realize or you cannot even think now how big it's going to be. And uh, as I said, we are celebrating this week uh, the Passover and all that that Jesus did in the cross. But he did in the cross, everything in the cross he did is for you and I not to go through what he went through. And he left authority and power to you and I. Uh, people pray to God to rebuke the devil. And that is not an scripture than say to pray to God for him to rebuke the devil. And uh, because Jesus left all authority and all power down here. When he went up, he did not say to the apostle, I take in my authority and I take in my power. And when you need your, my power and my authority, you talk to me and I send it down. That's not the case. You don't find anything like that in the Bible. But it's saying in the Bible that he left all authority and all power to you and I. Now we need to decide what we're going to do with that power, what we're going to do with that authority. Because God did not leave that authority just, you know, because uh, my pockets are not deep enough for taking with me up heaven, you know. So Jesus left all authority on earth. And the last member of the body of Christ have as much authority like anybody else. 
So don't let the devil tell you right now that you have no authority, that you cannot do this or you cannot do that. You have as much authority than anybody else, and the devil is trying to convince you that you have no authority so you can live in defeat, you can live in fear, you can live in, in, in opposition to what the Word of God said. And uh, so every member of the church have a lot of authority. If the believer don't do anything, nothing will be done. You see, a lot of the time we are waiting for God to do something. And God is waiting for you and I to do something. And, and nobody do anything because God said, I'm waiting for them. And you said, I'm waiting for God. So it's not going to happen. So heaven will not do anything about the devil. That's your job. And that's my job. So... In Mark 16, it's very clearly uh, what, to, what it say about the, what the believers should do. The, the Bible said very clearly that in my name, the Lord Jesus. It's not in my name, but in the name of Jesus. That way we can use his name that is above all name. And in his name, we can cast out devil. We can heal diseases. We can resurrect the dead. We can do anything that Jesus did on earth in those three and a half years. Because he says, greater thing you will do because I'm going to the Father. And because he sent the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. And he will guide you in all truth and in all understanding. James 4.7, it says, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he, and he will flee from you. Uh, it does not say to pray to God to receive the to uh, receive the devil for you, it says you submit to God, and you receive the devil. Is God is not going to go come and receive the devil, because he have already give that job to you. So the Bible says that the devil will not, the the devil the devil will flee from you, not from God, like God have no problem with the devil. He just can go just like that, and he just. <laughs> Blow, blow him up to a smithery. So it's not that, it's not that God really need our help to, uh, you know, to, to deal with the devil because the devil is bothering him. It's, it's the other way around. So people pray for you. You have to do something. A lot of the time I have to be careful in what I say because prayer is very important and it's very important that some people pray for you and all that. But there is a time in your life that you need to grow up. It's a lot of the time we have, when we were born again, we were fed with milk. But you cannot stay with milk for 20, 30 years. I mean, that's no normal. So there is, there is a time that you have to have a good steak Amen. with fries and, and all that kind of stuff. So what I'm trying to say then, it is biblical. I'm not saying that you should not come to people to pray or you don't, you don't, uh, uh, you know, form people to pray for you. That's biblical. But there is a time that you should be able to pray for your own headache, you know, because we need to grow. And that's what the Bible said. I expect you, God is expecting you to grow. If you are in the same place today where you were 10 years ago, is something wrong. You know, there is, there is some, uh, God is expecting you to grow up. And uh, so, 
Uh, so when people pray for you, you have to do something. You know, like uh, when Peter, you were mentioning today, Peter, when he came out of the boat, he activated his faith. He did something. He came out of the boat. We know that he sank later on, but, but uh, no one of us here can go and try to walk toward Quadra. And, you know, we don't even have the faith that Peter have. So, so we cannot talk bad about Peter because I am not able to do what he, uh, he has done. Uh, you have the authority of the Lord regardless if you believe it or not. Because the authority he already gave it to you, he already gave it to me. In 1 Peter 5.8, it says that be sober, be vigilant, because you are adversary the devil as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking who he may devour. Notice here that he say here in the scripture that he is like a roaring lion. You have to realize that the devil is trying to convince you that he is the lion. But the lion is Jesus Christ. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. And he is the one that he's going to come as a conqueror. And he's going to come and he will put everything to where he say he will do it. And uh, so when the lion, uh, when Satan is trying to be like a lion, you have to remember that he had no teeth. And uh, he can roll but he cannot bite, you know, because he, he is trying to make you think that he have all the power and you have nothing and you have to live in defeat the rest of your life. You have to live in depression the rest of your life. You have to live, you know, uh, without the power of God the rest of your life. But that's not what the Bible said. The Bible said that you have authority and you have power and God did not take that authority with him. He wants you to use it. So he is like a lion, but he's not a lion. The Bible also said that we have not to give a place to the devil. A lot of the time we create our own problem in our life. And we have to realize that too. Uh, in Colossians 1.13, we're not going to read it, but... Uh, it say most Christians are trying to, to get something that they already have. So a lot of the time we are praying for healing and we are expecting that God send healing from heaven, prosperity from heaven, send this from heaven and that from heaven. But the, real, the, the reality that everything is inside you and you have to pamper it out. You have to start speaking it. Oh, you had to start speaking the word of God, the, the, what the, the scripture said about the situation that you're going in. And uh, I have a, I can't say a revelation or whatever, but I have this uh, picture in my mind and I wrote it down here about a key. So let's say that you have a, a, a nice house and you have a son of a daughter and you said to that son or to that daughter, here you have the key and this will open the front door the side door, the back door, you can come to the house any way you want because this is your house and you can eat from my fridge, you can eat, sleep in my beds and everything is yours. And you give that key to your, to your child. And the next day you hear the doorbell and you have to get out of bed and go to open the door and you say, what's the matter with you? I give you already a key. Yeah, I oh, I have it in my pocket or I have it in my purse and so... And this go for a while. And the father says, you know what? 
this is the last night that I get up to open the door. <laughs> if you don't use the key, you will sleep outside. <laughs> so, so what happened is that the door, the doorbell ring, and the father did not get up. That child sleep outside, and he blamed the father the next day. I sleep outside, all cold. I was kind of wet and all that, and you never opened the door. And the father is going to say, I give you the key. Open the door. And that's the same thing with God. God will answer some prayers. God will answer prayer, but there are going to be a time and God is going to say, you have the key, you open the door. And you know what? He had not given us one key. He had given us the key of the kingdom of heaven. So, so we blame God a lot of the time and he don't answer prayer. And God said, how stupid you can be. You're, you know, you're, I already give you everything that you need for you to do that. And you are asking me to do it when you, when you can do it yourself. Don't worry, I am only half of a page, a page of two. So, I, so anyway, uh, as I said, God will answer prayer. But there is a time where you had to open your mouth and use your authority. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22, 23, it says, And he had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. So he gave everything to the church. So he did not take anything with him up, here, up there. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father, but he doesn't have what he have already gave you, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. So uh, these two verses that I, I'm very sure that I repeat these verses every time that I have the opportunity to be in this pulpit, which is Luke 9, 1 and 10, 19, which are not in the overhead because we're not going to read it, but it says that he had given you all power and all authority to you, you know? So we have to realize who we are. We have to realize that, uh, that we are more than what you think that you are. And uh, so this scripture means that we can walk over the enemy with power. Uh, if God asks you to do something and you're not able to do it, you're not capable to do it, then he will be an unjust God. But God is not unjust God. He's perfect. He will never ask you to do something if you cannot do it. If you can do it, then God will say, go and do it. And, uh, but he's a just God. I mean, he's so good. And a lot of the time when I pray and I say to him, I don't have a word in Spanish. I don't have a word in English to really declare who you really are because, you know, to say that he's beautiful, that he's good, there are so little word yeah. to justify God. And I, I, I all the time I said to the Holy Spirit, give me some word and it really mean, you know, who God really is. So God's plan is for you to reign and rule over your life. He wants you to rule over your life. So in other words, you are the way you think you are. You have to change your way of thinking because a lot of the time uh, you look at the mirror in the morning 
and you said, whoa, I am ugly, or I am old, and all this. And some of you are ugly. I mean, we, we, had, to, we had to be honest. But, but even, even that you know that you are ugly, lie to yourself and say, hello, good looking, you know, like a, because we are, and, and, and that's very important how we treat our family, our husband, our wife, our children. We should never say to our children, you are stupid, you will never accomplish anything. You're just like your father, you're just like your mother, you're cursing your kid. So we had to start speaking what God see in the key. You know, even, you know, when God look at you, no matter how you look, he look, he know that you are good looking for him. Because you were, you were uh, created to the image of him. So when you say that you are stupid, you are saying, God, you are stupid too. You know, so we have to be careful what is coming out of our mouth. Yeah. And that what the Lord, and this is the part of this message, that you uh, start talking positive about yourself, about your family, because those words, they have power. Okay, we're halfway. Uh, so the church is failing because we are acting outside our identity. We forgot who we are. We forgot, you know, the devil go and do a little rolling, making you think that he's a lion, and we just get all scared and we're trying, you know, let me get out of here. I have nothing to do with this. But we are acting outside our identity, and we forgot who we are. You know, there is a big mess over there, and I don't have to convince you, but... Uh, 52% of Christian, of people that go to church, people that uh, they give their life to the Lord or they go to one, one church of another. I'm not talking about people that they don't know the Lord, but 52%, they believe that Jesus is not the only way to heaven. You can get to heaven in any other way. If you are a good boy or good girl, you'll make it to heaven. And the same amount of people, it claim that the Bible has to be rewritten because the Bible is an old book and the Bible, whatever uh, the Bible say now is not affecting for us. So everybody want to write the Bible according to what the, the kind of sin they are living. You know, they wanted, they wanted to write. But this book is a perfect book. God gave this book to us and this has no change. This, this is the same yesterday today and forever. So there you can see that we are living in evil days. Uh, you and I, we are not a slave. When we come to our Father, we ask. We don't beg. There is a lot of people that pray and they beg to God to do something. But you are sons and daughters. You can come to the throne of God uh, with confidence because you know who you are. You are the son of the, of the most high God. And you can come without, uh, you know, uh, begging or, or doing anything, uh, anything like that. Your belief will determine where you spend eternity. You see, the sin problem has already taken care. A lot of the time say, people say, if you sin, you're going to hell. If you don't sin, you're going to heaven. But the Bible doesn't say that because Jesus already takes care of the sins of the whole world. The Bible says that he cast out the sin from the east to the west. You know what? Jesus 
our God, our Father, he doesn't remember what you had done yesterday. Because he has, but the devil is trying to make you remember that you did this and you do that. And a lot of us have done probably stuff that we don't even want to talk about it. But, uh, but the Bible said that you have been forgiven. And uh, so sin is not what is going to send people to hell or to heaven. It's going to be your belief. They said to Peter, what we must do? And he said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So belief will determine where you spend eternity and your behavior will determine how do you spend eternity. And, uh, and that's a message for another time. So, so yeah, so your belief and the belief of... So nobody can say, a lot of people said to you, well, if God is good, how he's going to send somebody to hell? That person is sending to hell or to heaven. God is not sending anybody to hell or anybody to heaven. It's your decision. It's what come out of your mouth. It's your confession. It's your belief. So nobody can say to God, you're sending somebody to hell when you are a good God while you're doing that. That person is doing it himself or herself. Now, where I am. So... <laughs> So, uh, so we have authority to take down gates surrounding our city. When you, look, when you read Acts chapter 10, the story of Cornelius, the Italian centurion, you will find out that he tuned Caesarea all the way around because he believed what the Holy Spirit, uh, God gave him a vision. He sent for Peter and the Holy Spirit came in the Gentile the same way that he came in the day of Pentecost. And uh, every, every you were scratching their head how the Holy Spirit is coming to the Gentile because, you know, God is just for us, not for them. But here we see that Cornelio, a Roman centurion, uh, and, the, and the Bible said that he prayed and he gave alms or he gave, you know, money, and they were, those things were remembered. They, he, he did not tip God. He just gave good offering, and, and heaven remembered about that. And we are always assuming that somebody else will do something. You know, like uh, if God called you to do something, and then you say, well, maybe somebody else will do it. I am not that capable, and, you know, I don't have the influence to do that or this. And, uh, you know, when God calls you to do something, just go and do it. Amen. Don't wait for the approval of other people. There is pastors in, uh, around the world and God had given them a vision to bring revival to their, to their uh, city and they're waiting for all the other pastors in, in town to get together in one accord to bring that revival to town. No, if God called you, you go and do it because you're going to have opposition. If God called you, I'm going to be opposed because I want God to call me. So when God calls you, just go and do it. And uh, if, like, like if God calls you, it can no go wrong. So don't wait for the approval of people to do certain things in your life. And uh, so uh, Jesus sent the 70, and he did not send the 70 to invite people to church. And by that I am not saying, hey, don't invite nobody to church. Because church is a good place where you can learn 
and uh, you can have a corporal anointing and you can do all that. But he sent the 70 to heal the sick, to cast out devil, to resurrect the dead, to feed the hungry. And if you go to Campbell River and you, know, you start doing that, you're, gonna, you're not going to have to invite people to church. They're going to line up for miles. If you have a good restaurant and you're serving good food, you don't have to announce, you don't have to make any, uh, you know, advertisement. People are going to line up to come to your restaurant because of the good food. So when we do the work of God in outside there, uh, people will come and, uh, and will fill it up our churches. So I in Christ prepare me for heaven. I in Christ and you in Christ, you can go and talk to daddy. You see, a lot of the time we go and talk to our father in heaven in a way that God, I need this, 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 and you have a 12 you have a list of 12 items and, and then you say amen. But what the Father and, and everything I preach in here today, I'm preaching it for myself. Because a lot of the time uh, people get the idea that uh, the guy that is up here have everything, you know, control and look at him and look at her, you know. Then, uh, but I am struggling with the same thing that you and I were struggling. And... Uh, and the reason I'm doing this thing here is because I am in a place where I need your help and maybe you need my help. We need our help as a, as a church, as a, as a believer. And uh, so I am in Christ. I can come to the Father, but I can come to talk to the Father. You know, how was his fishing trip? You know, how was my day of life? But a lot of the time we kind of mistaken them to have a listen. And, and, and then the Bible said, and Christ in me. So I'm in Christ, I can go to the Father, but Christ in me, I can go to the devil and say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, and I come against you in the name of Jesus by the power of the blood. I destroy every word that you are speaking to my head, every word that you are saying to me, I bind it. I bind every word, every word that you are doing in my children, in my spouses, in, you know, and, uh, and that's when, you, when Christ is in you because he gives you the authority to come against the forces of the enemy. Thank you, Lord. So maybe you are going to be asking why we are talking about this. You know, why we are talking about demons, why we don't talk about something a little bit better, why we are talking about authority and power. But look at the ministry of Jesus. Jesus always was feeding the hungry. He's always was resurrecting people, casting out devils, and doing all that. So we need to talk about that because the, that kind of uh, uh, scenery is, is, it hasn't been going away. You still need to be used by the Lord to set people free because the people are still possessed there. There is people that need your help. So that's why we need to talk about this. And a lot of people, they don't want to talk about the devil. Leave the devil alone and he will not bother you. That's, that's a total lie because uh, he's going to come to destroy. That's what the Bible said. He came to rob you, to destroy you, to, to, to kill you. And uh, he's not going to make exception to you if you just being a good boy or good girl, you know. So that's why we're talking about this. That doesn't mean that we are demon hunters. That doesn't mean that we go to a super store and we go aisle of number five and we go titi 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 titi, you know, aisle six titi, looking looking for them. We are not looking for them. 
We are not looking for that situation. But when we find them, we have the authority to cast them out. Amen. When we find them, we can bring the kingdom of God to the present. Amen. You know? So we are not, we are not, as I said, demon hunter. Uh, but when we find them, we cast them out. She, she was not looking for demons. He didn't say to the disciple, let's go to Capernaum because there is two demons there that I got to deal with and, and then we're going to go here and we're going to go there. He's, he, they, they show up. When Jesus show up, the demon manifest herself. Uh, you know, when Jesus show up, he was not looking for them, but they got tormented when Jesus approached them. Paul and Peter, uh, they were not looking for them. But you know in their ministry that when, uh, when they found them, uh, they cast them out. Because for this purpose, the Son of God was manifest to destroy the work of the, the devil. God made a covenant with Abraham. And this was a blood covenant and this covenant was inferior than the covenant that you and I we have. You know that uh, uh, the Bible said that by faith, uh, Abraham did this and that. And he have, a, as I said, a blood covenant. But the blood covenant that you have with through Jesus Christ is, uh, is totally big compared to what Abraham covenant he have. Abraham covenant was inferior to what you and I we have, they have the blood of animal, and, but we had the blood of Jesus. Amen. And uh, when you talk about the blood of Jesus, which uh, maybe one day we're going to preach about that because it's so powerful. And uh, so the blood of animal uh, cannot compare to the blood of Jesus. Amen. So we have a better covenant. That way, that way we are so big in the kingdom of heaven. You don't realize, and uh, uh, I don't have time to really explain everything that went with Adam and Eve and all that, but you have to realize that you are big in the kingdom of heaven. Don't let the devil tell you that you're nobody. Don't let the devil tell you that you cannot do anything. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus and strengthen you. And if you do everything with the, with the Lord, nothing can come against you, you know? And uh, we have a good example. You, uh, Abraham became a man of faith after the covenant. And uh, David, uh, when he came to the valley of Ella where the, the Philistine and, uh, and the armies of uh, Israel were confronting each other, he heard this uh, Goliath speaking. And he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he come to provoke the armies of the living God? I'm going to go there and I'm going to give his flesh to the beasts of the air and the birds of the heaven, of the earth. And uh, so David knew the covenant he had. He did not just brag, you know, like I kill a lion and I kill a lion. He knew who he was. Yeah. And when you and I, we know who we are, we are going to destroy it. Goliath too. And Goliath in this case is the devil. And uh, so what, uh, what David did there, he just went in the name of the Lord. This uncircumcised Philistine, he said he had no bad blood covenant 
with my God, what I do. And therefore, I'm going to, he, he speak, he prophesied. He said, I will kill him. You know, he did not say, well, if God helped me or God sent this from heaven or, you know, if an angel came, I might be able to do it. No, he said, I'm going to do it. So we were born to torment the enemy. Jesus came to destroy the work of the devil. You see, uh, <clears throat> when he came to the, to the land of Gadera, where that... Uh, demon-possessed person, the legion, that he have a legion of demons. You know, the Bible says, we're not going to read the scripture, but it's in Luke chapter 8, 22 to 28. Uh, but the Bible says, and Jesus said to them, let go to the other side of the lake. And when they went, a big storm came. You know, the disciples were scared. And you have to realize that most of the disciples, they were fishermen, so they knew about the storm. They knew about water condition and all that. But they were scared that they're going to die. And I truly believe, and, and this is just my belief, the Bible doesn't say that, that this storm was not caused by natural thing. It was caused by the demons of Gadera that they want to prevent Jesus with his ministry team to get over there because they knew what's going to happen when Jesus arrived to the church of Gadera there. So I do really believe that, that, that storm was a spiritual storm created by demons, not a natural storm. But that's my belief. You can believe whatever you want. We're still going to get to heaven. It's just uh, it's the way we interpret some of the scriptures. But in verse 28 of Luke chapter 8, it says, When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him. And with a loud voice said, What have I, I to do with you, Jesus, thou son of God, of God most high? I beseech thee, torment, torment me not. Because they knew that Jesus, the presence of Jesus was tormenting them. And you and I, we should be, get up in the morning and the devil should say, he or she is up again and we are in trouble. <laughs> because, uh, you know, when, uh, when uh, Jesus died and he was resurrected and all that, the devil saw that everything was over. And the devil saw that, uh, well, you know, we make a little mistake here, uh, but everything will be okay. But they, he did not realize that a few days later, if, if, at the day of Pentecost, there was 120 filled with the Spirit. So there was 120 little Jesus, or Jesus walking in the street. Then there were 3,000, and then there were 8,000. And I, I can uh, tell you that Satan was pulling his hair. Because he didn't know what, how to handle all that. So, uh, if we realize the power we have in Christ, you too will be known as a tormentor. And, uh, and you might be thinking, you know, like, uh, I am nobody, how am I going to be a tormentor to the devil? But you are. And that's what I'm trying to uh, preach here today, that you are more than what you think you are. When you get that from your head to your heart, you're going to be living a more excited life. And we all go through tribulation. We all go through this and we all go through that. And maybe in a week or two, 
you want to tell me, hey, brother, do what you preached a couple of weeks ago. You know, like, uh, because we all go through that. But Satan was left without no authority, no dominion. Jesus went to the cross and left him paralyzed. And we had to enforce his defeat. We are not going to have authority when you get to heaven. You need your authority here. So that's the end of my message. And I, I, uh, I really would like to, you to realize that uh, days, the days that are coming are going to be worse and worse. But the days that are coming for you and me, they're going to be better and better. Because we know to who belong. We know who is our Lord. We know, and, 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 and the Lord in his word, he warned us about these times, what's going on and all that. And uh, so my final thought to you is uh, you think and realize that you are somebody. You are the sons and daughters of God. And you don't have to beg him. You can come to his throne as a child of God uh, because he has leave you all the authority and all the power and, he, and you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus than strengthen you. So if you don't mind, I would like to close with a prayer for all of you and uh, then give it to Pastor Matt to decide what to do next. <laughs> but Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the opportunity that we had to be together in this room, Lord Father, we thank you for your love, for your mercy. We thank you, Lord Father, that we are your son and we are your daughters, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, you said in your word that when we apply the blood in our life, no plagues or no uh, word of the enemy will fulfill. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the blood, I destroy and I bind every tongue that has rise to my brothers and sisters, any tongue that has come to them, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus, by the authority and the power you have given me. I pray blessing, Lord Father. I release the blessing of the Holy Spirit. I release, Lord Father, the blessing of you over each one of us, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray your the precious blood of Jesus from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet, because your word declares when the blood is on us, no destruction or pleasure shall touch our life. Therefore, in the name of Jesus and by the authority you have given us, we come against any tongue that rise against us, any demonic tongue speaking against us, we destroy them right now in the name of Jesus by the power of the blood. And everybody say, Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We trust that the Lord has something great in store for you. Do you have a question or a prayer request? Send an email to info at gatewayfoursquare.ca or find us on Facebook at GatewayCR. Don't forget we gather each Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. at 403 Fifth Avenue here in beautiful Campbell River. Have a great day.